on this episode of Why Watch That. And you know what's going to happen. You know somebody's going to die that supposedly we care about. Someone else is going to be like kind of dead, but not really. Like, it's just, it's kind of like fashion now. Mm. You gotta wear clothes, but what kind? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> now, uh, don't come for me, y'all. I was an early adopter of Stranger Things, but I will tell the truth. Okay? All right. And as Willy Wonka said, a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. <laughs> Let's not forget. Thank you, Willie. When you start a show, you are setting the tone for the show mm-hmm. and you're setting expectations for the audience, right? Mm-hmm. If you start the show going, urgent mission, oh, we gotta get it done, hurry up, I gotta get to this place, we gotta build this thing, that's your show. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna change it, it needs to be for a specific reason and it needs to add to what you've started, not turn into a big mess. Because mm-hmm. huh. you have political points to make. Look. We all know what P.B. Herman told us. What did P.B. Herman tell us? Connect the dots. <laughs> Let's stop that because they're going to try to cancel us for saying that. <laughs> Welcome to Why Watch That, your guide to the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. We're on a quest. To go from channel to channel, platform to platform, and festival to festival to help you figure out what you want to watch. We do all the work so you don't have to. So get ready for some unexpectedly candid and entertaining reviews that will help you answer the ultimate question, why watch that? Brandy, the producer. This is Chauncey, the critic. And you're watching Why Watch That. How is it going, critic? Oh my goodness, it's going very well. How yes. about you? Yes, yeah, going pretty well here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They haven't come and gotten you yet? <laughs> no, they haven't come and gotten me. <laughs> I'm still free, and whatever that means. Um, <laughs> so, all right, what are we getting into today? We're going to do some uh, some TV talk. And um, we're gonna, quick one. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick one. We're going to kick it off with uh, the TV uh, season return of a fan favorite, Stranger Things, brought to us by Netflix, part two of the final season. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah. How, how did part that two. Yeah, round up. <laughs> part two, okay. Part two. <laughs> is it really a part two? Like, what? what is going on here? Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's from the Duffer Brothers. As Brandy said, you know, it's on Netflix. I mean, we know this stuff. We know it's starring Winona Ryder and David Harbour and Millie Bobby Brown, Finn Wolfhard, uh, Galen Matarazzo, a whole bunch of people. I'm not saying all these people's names. We know who they are. And we know. Vincent, guys, we know this stuff. Mm, we know. Well, do you know, though? Wait a minute. Don't perpetrate it. <laughs> The people watching know. Yes. Presumably. Yes. (laughs) Presumably. So, okay. 
we know after part one of season four, where we landed, we have this Vecna thing. I won't give away too much just in case people are way behind. Mm -hmm. I'll come back to that thought. Does it even matter, though? That's really a question I'm starting to ask mm. about Stranger Things. Does it even matter? If you've seen, like, the first season, do you then know the whole show? Mm. Mm. So, again... After part one, we know Vecna, you know, did what he did. We figured out who this thing actually is. What's going on kind in the upside down, which is furthered in part two. And really, there are three segments of the story now. In three locations, do they converge in part two? I mean, you know. So one is the whole Soviet prison stuff. And that's where Winona Ryder and... David Harbour coming in because remember his character who was the surrogate father for Eleven well remember he supposedly died after season three but he didn't really he was captured by the Soviets how and then what are they doing at this Soviet prison when they break him out what does he really have to escape you can imagine it's Stranger Things that's one part mm -hmm. another part is you have Will with his stoner brother, his stoner brother, stoner friend, who was introduced this season, and Mike, because Mike came to visit them, to visit Elle, who has been taken away. So they're on a mission to rescue her from her tormentors. Are they tormentors? Uh, you know, but the thing is, she's lost her powers. Will she get the powers back? And if she does, will they be enough? You know the answers to these questions. And then the third segment is back in Hawkins. You have the other kids trying to stop this Vecna thing from accomplishing its or his or I don't know. What do you call it? The goals of Vecna, not only in the upside down, but also in the real world. What is Vecna's larger plan? It might be the devastation of the entire planet. Why? This murderous monster. How dare this thing, Vecna? So, okay, Vecna's out for blood. They've got to get in the way. What's the plan? How do you get into the upside down? How do you get out? <sighs> Can they do it alone? Do they really need L, 11? So, I mean, that's where we kind of begin in part two. And really part two is two movies. It's really what it is. The first uh, episode of that part is about an hour and a half. The second episode is about an hour longer than that. And really, it's one old, long four-hour movie. Is that required? Is the question. Like, do we really need to delve into these backstories outside of just stopping the monster? We know what the monster is. Let's just go get it. Do we really need that? Like, all of the revelations in quotes about L and what actually happened to L when, um, you know, during that experiment that was going on and with the other kids and all of that connected to Vecna. Did we really learn much? Like, it, it's, it's supposed to be revelatory and you're watching it. I was and I was kind of going, OK. Uh, at this point, it's a monster. We got to stop it. And then after you stop it, you know, you didn't really stop it. I mean, that's the show. That is just, okay, like, you were dragging this out? Do we really need part two? 
Could we have just made it one season, shortened everything? You know what? Instead of long episodes, why not shorter episodes? Try half an hour episodes. Everybody's binging it anyway. And then what it'll force you to do is get to the point. Get to the point. Let's get to the point. So, like, first two seasons of this show I loved. Third season, good. This season, fine. I mean, time to wrap it up. I mean, now the next season is the last one. I don't, you know, at this point, they better come up with something really interesting to keep this going. Really interesting. Not that it's bad. It's 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 kind of like this, producer. It, there, it's kind of like okay, now you're just laying back and letting the visuals and sound assault you. Got it. Yeah. And I think it's they're better when they show instead of tell. Like, the writing is slipping up to me now. Some of what they're saying, I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this could, frankly, part two could have been an hour. Oh, well. Yeah. And it was could four. An hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or half an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, not a part two, it seems. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, you see why they ended part one where they did. But then you come to part two, it's kind of like... And you know what's going to happen. You know somebody's going to die that supposedly we care about. Someone else is going to be like kind of dead, but not really. Like, it's just, Mm. it's kind of like fashion now. Mm. You got to wear clothes, but what kind? Like, (laughs) I mean, mean, (laughs) now um, don't come for me, y'all. I was an early adopter of Stranger Things, but I will tell the truth. All right. And as Willy Wonka said, a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Let's not forget. <laughs> Thank you, Willie. Um, <laughs> moving on to uh, <laughs> the TV season finale of um, The Man Who Fell to Earth. Um, and we reviewed this back, I don't know, a few yeah. months ago, maybe when it started. Um, brought to us by Showtime, I think, uh, Chewetel. Mm-hmm. Four's in this one, um, right. yeah. So how how did it? How do you think it ended? Good question. And yeah, I believe this was South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first reviewed it, first saw it, and now the season is over. Okay. So, like you said, Chewdle starring in it as the titular character. We also have starring with him Naomi Harris. And, you know, Clark Peters and Bill Nye and Jimmy Simpson and Kate Mulgrew, who the producer loves, doesn't know it. That's red from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and a whole bunch of other people. So Chuido plays this alien who comes to Earth with a mission because his planet and our planet are both about to be devastated by climate. So, you know, is there something that he can do to save both planets is the question. And an alien came to Earth on this mission decades before him. Why hasn't this been accomplished? And this alien that was here before him called him to Earth. What is the relationship between the two of them? Because on their home planet, they're from two different classes of aliens. Like one class is the thinking class. The other class is the doing class. Let's just say it that way. So he gets here and he has to uh, actually... Connect with someone, played by Naomi, for a particular reason. She has particular skills that will help him to accomplish his goal, whether she knows it or not. Now, in her past, 
she was this major scientist. She gave it all up for what reason? And she's taking care of her father, played by Clark Peters, who is having some sort of um, problem with dementia. Not looking well. She also has a daughter. And of course, this whole thing is, what is this family really? Because she's like this genius level person. So what about the father? What about the daughter? Is it all going to connect? And of course, they have to get with, you know, these siblings who have a lot of money and they're the ones who employed the first alien who came and they have all of his thoughts and patents or whatever you call it that would create this thing that would save both planets. Can they get to those designs? Can they actually implement them? Can they, you know, disentangle what they even mean? These are the questions. And, you know, they all end in England and end up in England and all this other kind of stuff. Now, of course, with this happening, you have Jimmy and Kate's characters from the CIA coming in. What is the role that they're going to play? Hmm. What do you think? And are there any other factors or malefactors out there that might get in their way? Now, from the beginning of this producer, I was like, oh my goodness, this is very interesting. It's, you know, it's entertaining. It's exciting. I love seeing Chewadle adjust you know, because he's an alien and these aliens can shapeshift. So he has to get used to his human form. What's that like? You know, learning the language, like all of that stuff is fun. And really, this is an urgent mission. At, at a certain point, if they don't get this done, it's over. Now, it's also an allegory for, you know, immigration and all this other stuff. You have the climate change thing going on. Fine. Don't care. Tell a good story. Execute well. They did that at the beginning. Then we start getting to around episode four. Becomes messy. Then you keep going. And at certain points, and I was watching this with my brother, and every every now and then he would turn to me and go, wait a minute. Isn't this like urgent? Isn't this like something like if they don't get this done, this is an issue? Like they lose the urgency. Like even in the writing, it's kind of like they do these segues into things where it's like, but wait a minute, you have to get this done. They, there's one episode when they try to explain something. I get it. But for most of the episode, they explain the history of like jazz music and African-Americans. Am I here to learn this, even though I know this already? Are we here for you to tell me that, to then connect it in a way that it, it's, we just didn't need to know that? So this is what I'm talking about when people lose their story. The story is Faraday, who is Chewadle's character in his mission move it forward if you want to do other things and it's still moving forward fine if you don't you're wasting time and to me it was a disappointment in the second half i didn't even finish it frankly yeah now you know some people are like oh episode nine is great didn't see it don't care because they lost me in nonsense okay all right well <laughs> so <laughs> I just <laughs> whatever no we got look we if got. you have time if you don't watch a lot and you have time to like sit down and let people meander mm -hmm. that's fine perfectly fine you need them to get to the point especially if you start a show when you start a show you are setting the tone for the show mm -hmm. and you're setting expectations for the audience right 
if you start the show going urgent mission oh we gotta get it done hurry up i gotta get to this place we gotta build this thing that's your show Mm -hmm. and if you're going to change it it needs to be for a specific reason and it needs to add to what you've started not turn into a big mess Mm. because you have political points to make is it coming back do you know if it's coming back for a second season i'm i think so okay all right Mm -hmm. you think they'll give it another try who me yeah (laughs) i didn't finish that means i'm not gonna (laughs) but i did want to come back and you know amend my review because you know when it's tv is starting you can only review what you've seen Mm -hmm. and this is why now i'm starting to say i hope if it's good it continues Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. the old man Mm. we'll come back to that you got it cool Mm. all right well now we got a tv sneak peek up next uh by the name of blackbird this is a limited series um that's brought to us by apple tv plus what is blackbird critic who should be watching this Mm. um so it's developed by dennis lehane now dennis lehane is a famous writer um and a lot of his stuff has been adapted into movies uh mystic river gone baby gone shutter island and so on and so forth so you start hearing that you start thinking about okay what's this show gonna be based on that but uh dennis didn't write this again he developed it um, and it is based on James Keene's autobiographical novel, they call it. So is it real? Is it not? You know, maybe it's like Million Little Pieces. It's inspired by the experience of the writer, you know. Now, I, that's probably what happened as a result of Million Little Pieces. Now, if you're too young, you don't know that controversy with Oprah and all of other stuff, you can look it up. The book was good. I don't care if it was true or not. But, you know. <laughs> so here we go. So it is about James, but what's true, what's not, I don't know. And I don't even think it matters. So it's inspired by a true story. And James or Jimmy, he's a drug dealer. And he is played by Taryn Edgerton. So yes, you know, Taryn who played, um, what was that movie? Uh, Elton John, that's who he played. Recently was nominated for that and so on. So, Taryn plays Jimmy, and, you know, Jimmy is making money, dealing drugs, doing well. But, of course, he gets caught. And he thinks that he's going to have a way around the legal system where maybe he doesn't have to serve so much time. His father's a former cop, uh, and dad is played by Ray Liotta in one of his final performances, unfortunately. So, okay. Now, is this going to be the case, is the question. And regardless, the FBI, two agents come to him with an interesting proposal. They want to take him to a particular prison, you know, like a supermax kind of prison. He doesn't belong there, but they'll make sure that he has cover. And they want him to get a certain person to confess to certain murders, someone they suspect as a serial killer, and they want to find all the bodies. And this person's name is Larry. Now, Larry Hall, played by Paul Walter Hauser, is he really this, you know, person that they think he is? Does he know where these bodies are? We'll 
he'd be amenable to Jimmy's advances. Well, he trusts Jimmy when Jimmy gets there. Now, when you think of Paul Walter Hauser, you go, of course they casted him in this role. I mean, Inky, like he plays these kinds of things. So, uh, like, for instance, uh, it, the Richard Jewell he played, but not in... Because it was a movie and it was a TV show, right? So he played Richard Jewell in the movie by Clint Eastwood, not the TV show. So from Richard Jewell to this, I mean, but I, Tanya, and Black Klansmen, and so on and so forth. Paul Walterhausen. Now, the reason they think it's Larry is... There is a detective who thinks that it is him. And we see how he comes to believe that it's Larry. They give us the proof of that. And this detective is played by Greg Kinnear. So you got the FBI, you got this local detective, you have this possible serial killer, and you've got Jimmy, who's just a drug dealer. Why do they want him to do this work? And what are they going to give him in exchange? Now, keep in mind, if he fails... What could happen to him? Even forget the FBI. If you if your cover is blown or you fail in a, like a supermax kind of environment, you can imagine. I mean, this is not an easy decision for him. Also, there's something going on with dad where that complicates things. Let's say that. All right. So that's the setup. Now, here's what I would say. You think Dennis Lehane... You hear this story, you go, okay, we're going gritty, we're going dark, we're going really strong and kind of nasty, let's get to it. But from the beginning, they have this kind of frenetic pace setting up Jimmy the drug dealer. You know, you see him on drug, doing dealing drugs and all this other stuff. There's this character played by Terry Kinney who comes in and, you know, okay, so that set up, someone betrays him, who's close to him. It's kind of like, you know, a fast-paced drug drama then after he gets caught and the law enforcement people come in kind of slows down and you're like how do we get here like what am i supposed to be am i supposed to be hyped up for the show or are we doing a slow burn you know or something in between and one of the issues is i never bought taryn in this character it just didn't buy it. it it seemed like he was trying to be the guy instead of being it it was the performance was too forward for me i want him to be the guy who sits back in the chair mm. so that was an issue now i think the other actors were fine i think what what i would have liked is if taryn would have followed their lead like really listen to ray Liotta when you're in those scenes with him follow his vibe like really pay attention don't try to make him this guy now i don't know the real guy so what you got to execute mm -hmm. what's on the page so that was one main difference is even like when he's with because there is uh along with um ray uh ray wisdom who plays like one of the head fbi guys um there is someone who is there uh really the front of the fbi and, you know, she's trying to vet Jimmy to see if he's the one. And she's kind of like, well, you're not the only one we're offering this to. And just even there, that was an opportunity for him to try to seduce her. Mm. You And you'll see the scene if you get to it, what, I, what I'm talking about. 
and it just falls flat. It's like it didn't work. Um, so that that was my I think the linchpin here, and I'll get to the story in a moment. The execution of that is Taryn. I just don't think that was uh, the right way to go. Oh, and not Ray Wisdom, Robert Wisdom, I should say. Mm-hmm. So uh, Robert Wisdom, like he has this cane, he's just laying back in the cut chill and like so you're like who is that guy it's like that's the kind of thing i wanted from taryn as well mm-hmm. and we didn't get even christopher b duncan shows up here and you're going who the world is that he was in the jamie fox show mm-hmm. yeah oh you oh see see the producers like yeah i know who he is playing a character who's diametrically opposed to that mm-hmm. you know sometimes people got to get their bag as they say now on the streets <laughs> you can't blame the man i mean he played a complete buffoon you know tight wad in the Jamie Foxx show, but not here. And like, there's a groundedness to all of them. Paul, Greg, all of that. It's just to me, Taryn, I don't know. Uh, this is like a more straightforward, true detective, if you can imagine that, or mind hunter as well. Like, but you'd have to take away the suspense and the depth. That's what I'm, like it's like move this along, move it along, make us feel the inner uh, urgency, build momentum, and connect these dots. Like it takes forever mm. to actually get to Jimmy being with Larry, mm. and once it happens, it fizzles. Mm. You know, look, we all know what PB Herman told us. What the PB Herman tell us? Connect the dots. (laughs) Let's stop that because they're going to try to cancel us for saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's it. All right. So, you know, if you want to, if you like those shows and you don't mind it being lukewarm, like, you know, weak tea. Give Blackbird a try or a sip. Um, yeah, not yeah. terrible. It's just mm. Mm. like these three shows. Okay. The, the thing is, I think sometimes people are so locked in their own stories mm. that they forget the audience. Mm. It's too much. This is what I want from, you know, what I'm doing. This is what my vision is. Okay, fine. But what is the viewing experience across several episodes or across several hours in the case of part two of stranger things it's too much of not considering the audience and there are myriad reasons for that but so you're releasing this for money it's time to get down to it and it might need to be a whole reckoning in the industry which won't happen with how they set up these deals and determine episode uh, counts and other things. Mm. Now, in Stranger Things case, the Duffer Brothers could probably do whatever they wanted. So that's an exception. But most of the time, they give them these episode orders, and then you find out that the story doesn't support it. Mm. But you are contracted for 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, it's just... <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Well, guys, there's our TV talk for... Um... <laughs> for the lifting one. Yes. <laughs> well, Lisa, I thought, you know. And Joe Clark is in here, you know. Bring Joe Clark. You know, he'll beat us down, but in the end, he'll lift us up, you know. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. 
<laughs> Inspiring the record. <laughs> they used to call me Crazy Joe. Now they call me Batman. Now they call me Batman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Until next time. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.